what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. And we need the power of God in our churches today. And let me tell you something, it's not going to come from, from, from telling people how good they are. It's only going to come by preachers who are preaching the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles, will you turn with me, please, to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, if you will, move down to verse 9. Ezekiel 37, verse 9. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then said he unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning the bones of the whole house of Israel. For the past several weeks, we've been dealing with this passage in Ezekiel 37, the valley full of dry bones. You need to understand that this is the way that God sees any person or any group of people who reject His Son, Jesus Christ. When Jesus came on the scene some 2,600 years after this vision of Ezekiel, He performed many miracles, even raised the dead. Some of the Jews were saved by hearing the words of Jesus Christ But by and large, Israel as a whole rejected Jesus Christ. They came to Jesus, the religious leaders did. And they said, give us a sign. Give us a sign that you are the Messiah. Well, what was all the miracles for? I mean, he raised the dead, he healed the blind... 
The lepers were cleansed. He cast out devils. I mean, miracle after miracle. And they want a sign. Show us a sign. Jesus said, it is an adulterous generation that seeketh after a sign. He said, no other sign's going to be given unto you except that of the prophet Jonah. As Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. His resurrection was a sign to all of Israel. And what did the religious leaders do? They said all the disciples came at night and robbed his body and have hid it away somewhere. And much of Israel believed it then, right on up until today. Forty years after the resurrection, the Lord used the disciples, used the apostle Paul to preach the gospel. Not only to the Jewish world, but to the Gentiles as well. And some Jews got saved. And thank God for that. But Israel as a whole has rejected Jesus Christ. And in 70 AD, millions of Jews were murdered, killed. Some were sold into slavery and they scattered all over the world, fulfilling the vision that Ezekiel saw, Ezekiel 37. He said, Ezekiel 37, verse 11, Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Then said he unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried, our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. That took place in 70 A.D. And God told Ezekiel, he said, prophesy upon these bones, if you will. Look there in verse 5. Ezekiel 37, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath. To enter into you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you. And will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin. And put breath in you and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. God has promised many things in his word. As it pertains to Israel. And we know that Israel plays a very important role when it comes to end-time events. And let me tell you something today. Whatever God has promised in His Word, He's going to bring it to pass. And that's not just for Israel. That's for His church as well. If the Lord has said you can have it in his word, lay claim to it. You can have it. You can have what this book says that you can have. He has never failed in one promise. Jesus said not one jot of tittle shall pass away until all has been fulfilled. And God's going to fulfill his word 
He's going to do what He's promised. During the time of World War II, Satan in the spirit world having access to heaven knew that he had but a short time, knew that certain end time prophecies were going to come about and be fulfilled. And Satan during that time did everything he could to stop the fulfillment of Bible prophecy used Hitler in the Holocaust to murder over six million Jews. But despite his efforts, on May 14th, 1948, the vote was taken and Israel became a nation once again. Can these bones live? Can a nation be born in a day? Yes, it can. And the star of David, the flag flew over Israel once again. Glory to God. Well, wait a minute. Since that time, Tel Aviv was looked at as the capital up until 2016 when Donald Trump took office one of the first things he did was get the US Embassy moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem stating to the world that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel and oh there was a bunch of hoopla over it as as always is. I don't care what Trump says, the news media comes in and they want to twist it. He said something the other day, he tweeted something out about, he said something, I like cats. I like kittens. CNN reported Donald Trump says he hates puppies. But no matter what he does, the news media wants to get in behind it and twist it and whatever the case. But let me say this about Donald Trump. I don't agree with everything he says. I think if he'd stay off the tweeting, he'd be a lot better off. I think his mouth gets him in a lot of trouble. But Donald Trump has done more for Christianity and Israel than any other president that we've had. And now today, Jerusalem stands as the capital. And do you know, much of the world now has fell in line with it. And the book of Revelation talks about the holy city. The holy city, when God uses that term, the holy city, he's talking about Jerusalem, not Tel Aviv. So we've seen this in the past couple of years. Ezekiel said, I prophesied as he commanded me. Verse 7, as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking it took the noise and the shaking of World War II 
to get Israel formed back up as a nation. He said the bones came together bone to his bone. That's the framework of the nation of Israel coming together in 1948. He went on to say, verse 8, And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them. Do you realize that right now, Israel ranks among one of the mightiest military powers in the world today? You think of that. The sinew, the muscle, the military power of Israel. And then he said, and the skin covered them above. Racism is a big issue today. And when we think of racism, we think about the black-white situation. But hatred, racism toward the Jews is worse than anything else today. And here's the sad thing about it. Here's what's so alarming about it. In this country today, right now, we have certain Muslims that have been voted into office. And they have made statements, hatred, against Israel. And little to nothing has been said about it from the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, or the news media. That's what's so alarming about it today. Ezekiel said also, latter part of verse 8, Ezekiel 37, verse 8, but there was no breath in them. Although Israel has become a nation, her capital is now Jerusalem. She now has one of the mightiest military forces in the world today. Despite of all of that, spiritually speaking, Israel is dead. Why? Because they still reject Jesus Christ as their Savior, as their Messiah. Now, God told Ezekiel, prophesy to the wind, verse 9, prophesy. The only thing that's going to bring about the breath of God to Israel and to any people for that matter is the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that will bring about the moving of the Spirit of God. You say, well, Brother James, the Jews don't believe in Jesus Christ. Well, I can't help that. Well, Brother James, you know, people out there in the world, they ain't going to accept what you're saying. I can't help that. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, 23, we Preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. And back up into verse 18, he said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. 
but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And we need the power of God in our churches today. And let me tell you something, it's not going to come from, from, from telling people how good they are. It's not going to come from telling people how to get rich. It's only going to come by preachers who are preaching the Word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. That's it. When the preaching of the gospel goes out, and it's the true gospel... Notice I said it is a true gospel. You see, a lot of the gospel that you're hearing today is not a true gospel. It's a man-centered gospel instead of a God-centered gospel, see. But when the true gospel goes out, the Spirit of God moves. And God said in the last days... Acts 2, 17, he said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He said, verse 17, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens will I pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders, notice this, I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. These are things that are going to take place during the great tribulation period. Verse 20, The sun shall be darkened, shall be turned to darkness, and the moon turned to blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Peter preached the gospel to those people who were standing there listening to him that day. And in verse 41... The Bible says there was added unto them about 3,000 souls that day that got saved. And Peter didn't preach a message to tell them to smile because it increases their face value. He called them a bunch of snakes and vipers and sinners. You crucified the Son of God, and He's raised from the dead, and if you don't put your trust and faith in Him, you're all going to hell. He preached the gospel to them. What shall we do to be saved? And he told them, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. 3,000 souls were saved and added to the church that day. But still, by and large, Israel as a whole rejects Jesus Christ. But you know, in the not too distant future, that's going to change. It's going to change because in the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation, the Bible tells us that 144,000 Jews are going to get saved. Revelation chapter 7 tells about 
12,000 from each of the tribes of Israel getting saved. And boy, when they get saved, let me tell you something. When you, when you get a Jew saved, full of the Holy Ghost, my friend, that's a force to be reckoned with. And they're going to go forth and preach the gospel. And when they do, thousands more are going to get saved. Look at Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. Notice what he said. After this, after the 144,000 Jews got saved, after this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne. And unto the Lamb. That 144,000 Jews that get saved during the tribulation period, they're going to get it done. Glory to God. He said that He's going to pour out His Spirit in the last days. But go back to Ezekiel 37 verse 12 for a minute. Ezekiel 37, Dana, verse 12, if you can. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out of your graves. That's the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church could take place at any moment. Let me tell you this. There's a lot of backsliders. And you preach to them and you tell them, it goes through one ear and right out the other. There are many in the church today, they're lukewarm, spiritually speaking. Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Which means, when the rapture takes place, they won't be going in the rapture. And when the rapture takes place, if they live through it, they're going to know what has happened. And they're going to give their hearts to the Lord. And they may have to give their lives in order to live for the Lord as they should. But my question is this. If they can't live for the Lord now, what makes you think they can live for the Lord then? Oh, it can be done, but it's going to be extremely hard. That's why... John said he saw that great multitude after the 144,000 got saved standing before the throne. They lost their lives because of their testimony for Jesus Christ. It's going to be a bad time during the great tribulation period. But people can get saved, but it may cost them their lives. He said you're going to know when I open your graves. 
Could that be one of the events that helped save the 144,000 Jews? Could it be? He went on to say, Ezekiel 37 verse 14, I'm going to place you in your own land. Right now, Israel only occupies a small portion of what God promised to Abraham. But when Jesus comes back at the second coming, at the end of the great tribulation period, at the battle of Armageddon, he goes out to fight as he fought in the days of old. And the Antichrist and all the armies of the Antichrist are destroyed. And Jesus Christ sets up his throne in Jerusalem and begins to rule and reign. Israel at that time will then occupy all that God promised to Abraham. He said, I'm going to put you, place you in your own land and you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. These are the bones of Israel. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 